Hello, hello. Welcome along to the Dead Dad Society. My name is Mitch Garling. This is the therapy group in the form of a podcast. Thanks for checking out another episode or coming along if this is your first time. I appreciate you greatly. This episode is episode 25. Whoa, we are a quarter of the way to the half to the big one, whatever that means. But episode 25 today, uh, before we get into that, it's uh, another good episode. But uh, yeah, thanks for the love on the last episode with Simon Kennedy. Uh, There was some uh, pretty touchy subjects in that episode and I, yeah, can't believe Simon was so cool to open up about them and yeah, it's been really, really cool. Uh, Love that people have resonated with the episode. People thought it was a really cool story and I'm glad I got to help Simon tell it, even though he has obviously told it many times before, but it was cool to uh, to chat to him. This episode is with another comedian friend of mine. Uh, We talk all about uh, finding out that his dad was sick, his dad passing away. We go deep, deep, deep into some issues with uh, step-parents and even some issues with his own mum accusing him of stealing. It's honestly such a good episode. I've gigged with this gentleman a couple of times, not too much, but uh, I've heard really great things and he, he is genuinely very funny and I'm really glad I got to talk to him because this was a great episode. But uh, yeah, before I bring him up, bring him up? Yeah, bring him up. Why not? I'm a comedian. That works. But uh, yeah, if you like what I'm doing here, deaddadsociety at gmail.com. Send me an email or follow us at deaddadsociety on the socials. Follow me at Mitch Garling. But uh, apart from that, thanks very much for the love. Thanks for the support. This is episode 25 with Eden Lattimore. I realized that I just did the most polite Good, thanks. How are you? Like, it's like a telco conversation. Sorry about that. Yeah. Probably a bit more energy next time. <laughs> that's right. Next, next episode, man, you'll nail it. You'll have absolutely yeah, yeah. learned yeah, for yeah. next time. But that's good. That's good. No, but you know what? It was, it was, it was nice. Like, it could have yeah. been, there could have been nothing to it and it could have been assholey, but it wasn't. It was yeah, still yeah, yeah. like, it was nice. It was blase, if, if at best, I would say. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> So basically, the DDS, uh, what it is, it's a, well, Dead Dad Society. It's essentially a therapy group in the form of a podcast. So don't have to have a dead dad to come on. You know, we can talk about whatever. But unfortunately, as we have spoken about previously, you are part of the DDS. You have lost your dad. Uh, That was, you're very, you're very proud. You're very proud. So happy small, to be small you know. for being in that club. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Before we get into all of that sort of stuff, man, take me, take me back, uh, take me back on on the Eden Trail. Take me back. Where did you grow up? Um, tell me, tell me what it was like growing up, uh, Eden Lattimore. Uh, yeah, I mean, I privileged upbringing, to put it lightly. I guess I grew up in the North Shore of Sydney, so grew up in. Uh, Roseville, Chatswood, went to school, private school from like year three to 12. Parents split up just before I joined private school. Did that, did, I boarded for a year in year seven because my, uh, my sister didn't want me around when she was doing a HSC. So that was yeah. a fun year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love that that outranks your entire life. Uh, it's just like something that I always always think about, you know? Like my sister was like, <laughs> I can't deal with this little shit. <laughs> like while well, I'm yeah. doing my HSC. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, rather than you know the potential of her not being able to study, it's like we're gonna make Eden live in another place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my word, first year ever of a um, they had year sevens and year eights uh, together in a boarding house. It was the first year ever and the last year ever because it was a disaster. Unfortunately, yeah, it was an absolute yeah. ruckus by the sounds of it. Um, three to twelve. What uh, what happened? K to three or K to two? Uh, were, you, uh, were you public school yeah, scum? I mean, pub- yeah, public school system, Rosal Public, um, which is probably as good as a private school for most people, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I try to say not an eventful like upbringing, but like, I mean, just a life of privilege, really. Like I didn't, I'm not coming from some, I'm not, I don't know, some cool like uh, underdog <laughs> no story. Origin story. Like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, like the most... I had red hair. That's my, that was the thing that I had to get over growing up. Look, that is something to, that is something to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That is something to overcome. That is still something to, to deal with. 
yeah, randomly as well. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it was a, it's a weird thing growing up with red hair because uh, no one cares if you complain about the way that people treat red hair, Tyler. Right. That's um, is it uh, um, Andrew Andrew Santino, American comedian, always talks about because he has red hair and always talks about how he's like we got you know we got bullied and profiled just as much as anyone for any kind of racial stuff. It's like, but no one yeah, cares. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's like, it's just your hair. Shut up. Yeah, I tried writing a joke, didn't work. You know what I mean? Like, just like, yeah. I can't, like, no one, no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're still a white man. It's like, yeah, cool, man. Like, that's yeah, it. It was, it was a weird, but I um, I did have a good like I there was a guy because like my parents split up, so like hard obviously like I only ever saw my dad every second weekend kind of relationship for most of my like childhood, so mm. like no father figure. And the only guy that I ever had as a father figure was a was a um, a father of like a good friend of mine growing up. Yeah, and he always yeah. told me about having like thick skin and shit like that so that helped you know what i mean like he used to just be mean to me but like with a purpose i guess yeah <laughs> he was like people yeah. are going to be way worse to you like growing up so like you need to deal with it now so thank god i developed uh, a sense of humor <laughs> so yeah he sounds like every uh he sounds like every uh best, best friend's dad growing up uh 80s yeah, 90s yeah. 2000s where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, let's let's teach him some lessons but while we do it we're gonna make him feel horrendous yeah. Just, just know that the people around you will not be nice to you. So you got to learn how to deal with that. Because yeah. if you complain, they're just going to be much meaner to you. So yeah, that's it. And it's it's more, uh, you know, it's more your fault than you know. Yes, you could look at the people around you who you've surrounded yourself with, but no, it's yeah. it's probably your fault. So we should. None of that, use... that or having no friends. You know, so like, <laughs> I might as well just have friends who hate me. You know what I mean? Wait up. Wait up, wait up. Um, so yeah, your parents parents divorced when you were how old? Sorry, I, I lost that one. Um, I think it was about seven, seven or eight. I um, Dad left the family, like affair, married another woman. Classic love oh, story. The yeah. classic. I think, yeah, you yeah. said that was a, you said that was on the North Shore. That doesn't uh, that doesn't normally happen on the North Shore. That is me yeah, well, lying. I mean, genuine, <laughs> it was a pretty it was a pretty big deal back then as well. Like I feel like in the nineties, like no one had divorced parents. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, it was almost yeah. like an, it was almost like an embarrassment. You know, especially I think for my mother, she felt so embarrassed. Like in a North Shore society where everyone's like white picket fence, perfect family, and then you're the yeah. you're the kid of the divorced family. And now, like now that I've grown up, like fucking half my friends' parents are divorced. But like when I was young, man, there was like you were a weirdo if you had divorced parents. You know, it was absolutely. Odd. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember a guy like coming to our school, like in uh, man would have been year seven or something like that. Came to our school, and not long after he came to our school, his parents got divorced, and we were all just like, "What? Like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy! Like, yeah, why don't it's they like love a each other?" Thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's it. You like have such a childhood concept of like you're married though, like you're meant to be there forever. Mm. Yeah, you know? and especially because like at private school, like you're you're being taught christian beliefs as well so like yeah, I'm a, i was a christian when i was a child you know because i was told to believe in god so I, I believed in god and i was like oh why did why like why am i in this family of like sinners you know what i mean yeah like, what yeah I, yeah you're like just because yeah just because dad you know well you know let, let the family down i'm uh i'm now I'm now in the eyes of God, like a yeah, yeah. sinner. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So you said about seven, about seven years old, uh, when yeah. he, when they get divorced, how is the, how's the, uh, how's the relationship? Like, is it a, is it a frosty one? Like, are you, you like, you know, every second weekend you said, but you know, is it drop off out the front? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like between my parents, like it was terrible. Like, yeah as bad as it gets had like the stereotypical evil stepmom um like she was an awful woman uh i wish nothing but bad things to her oh i can't uh, wait let's get into we'll get into that later don't worry yeah, about yeah. that um but yeah my mother and my father like uh i always said like it was fucked up because like my mom wasn't dealt like wasn't didn't have the capabilities to raise us after it either so like i was like a spy you know like i was a spy when i went over to my like my dad's house because it was like coming back and reporting everything about their relationship and it's like well, what do i say you know like i can't be like my dad's <laughs> happy because i don't make my mom sad but if i tell her like yeah. my stepmom's awful then like that just also makes her upset so i just kind of got caught in this yeah weird battleground yeah. that's so true because you can't Leah, like you said you can't go back and be like oh stepmom is the worst because then she'll yeah. be like oh 
your dad would rather be with someone that is the worst than be with yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm also nine years old. Like, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to, to talk report. about like, I, <laughs> I don't know how to report yeah. back. I've barely ever been a spy. Like, yeah, how do so I, I just, do it? I just, I just constantly lied, you know? It's just always just like, everything's fine, you know? That's all I ever said. If, uh, is there anything, is there anything that like sticks in your brain of like a major thing that you were like, I can't tell her that and like that you just kept inside? Just more like my, I don't even know if I told my dad either. Like my dad was a busy guy. Like he was a very successful businessman and, um, you know, the kind of guy that would work on weekends as well. So like, even if I went over, like my time with my dad was really great and I loved it and I cherished it. But like, if he went away for a few hours and my stepmom wanted to go out, like I'd get locked out of the house. You know what I mean? Like I'd be sent outside, like in the backyard and be like, I'll be back in two hours. You can't go in. Like real fucked up shit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you were, man, you're a, in, you're a dog. You were a dog. In, yeah. yeah. Like, it. It you know, we can't, like we can't trust the dog inside. It'll piss on the yeah. carpet. It was, it was, it was like that. Like I couldn't even take food out of the fridge, you know, like at, without asking permission. Like it was, it was weird. It was like going to jail every second weekend. Like I hated it. Like the only thing I ever liked was like dad would pick me up, take me to sport. My dad would love sports. So that was always good. And then we'd always go out for lunch after. And then it was like, how do I survive for the next 24 hours? Like, that's what it was. That was literally what it was like for me. Wow. So I'm assuming, like, a, uh, do you have, do you have like your own room there or is it like sleep on the couch? Yeah. Room was like, um, like underneath the house kind of thing. Like a, not like a basement or anything, but like, yeah, we lived in like a, a nice home. So it's like on the bottom level, but like, like away from everyone else. Man, and did he when he remarried? Did he have more kids? Like, did they have kids of their own? Uh, I had three step siblings, so they were he. She already had three kids with two other husbands. Oh man, so she had, she's yeah, she's yeah, had yeah, a yeah. fuck. She's had a hell of a time. Oh man, yeah. um, yeah, wow. So it's not like a was it like a uh, like a proper room? It's not like a Harry Potter situation under the stairs yeah, no, no, kind no, of thing. Like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't live in a cupboard or anything like that, but. Yeah, I had an older stepbrother who also, like, he hated me. We're all right now. Like, if I see him now, it's fine. But, like, I think that's just older older siblings or anything like that. So, it was always just, yeah. like, it was just rough, man. It was, it was shit. But yeah, it shit. is what it is, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, yeah. what's, uh, sorry, uh, you have definitely told me before, but how, how old are you now? How old are you now? Uh, 30 now. Yeah. 30 now. Right. So, you're yeah. born 91? 90. Oh yeah, of course. It's only just been 2021. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. So how, as I was gonna say, how long does, how long does the trouble between, not trouble, but how long, what, okay. Thanks Siri. If you could <laughs> shut up. This is how, this happens literally every episode that I'm going to leave all my stuff away. God damn Siri. How long does, how long does that kind of environment go on for? Like, does that get better as you get further into teen years or does it just kind of stay consistent? Um, it did pretty consistent. I think I, um, but when I got to about, I think 15, maybe when I started high school, year 10, I stopped going because I was just done with it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So then it would only just be like, have to be a set occasion. Like sometimes my dad would just take me to sport and then take me home kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and oh, here's another one actually. Fun, fun story about my stepmother. <laughs> I have so many, man. Like, she it was so cool. Okay, like, I uh, one time I had a birthday party, and like, my dad really wanted me to have a birthday at his place because he was like, I'd never see your friends kind of thing. Like, he was trying to be nice. Yeah. About it. I was like, yeah, all right, fine. My dad had a lovely place, and so we'd been at the beach that day, and then we went back for like lunch or whatever. And my dad, yeah. and my dad had like this huge TV back when no one had a big TV, so it was like, like that was the one thing we wanted to show off. We want to play like Nintendo sixty four on like like a 50 inch tv that back in like you know the early 2000s no one had a tv like that you no. know what i mean yep so my stepmom was calling everyone for lunch and like everyone's like fixated on the tv and stuff like that and she's like eden come here and i was like yeah what's up and she's like if i've asked your friends to come to lunch i was like yeah they're still playing and she's like it's obviously none of your friends like you and i was like okay thank you <laughs> like on my birthday man i was like what the hell like it was crazy she was such an awful awful, it's awful a- woman man it's like how did she get that like they're just 
they're just playing Mario Kart or something. Like they're not giving out that much. Like fuck, that's a huge jump. To, yeah, to... I've never been. I've, I've still never. I never will be able to wrap my head around how someone could be so mean, especially to a child. Like it's, like I understand like adult conflicts, but adult conflicts are a bit easier because you can walk away. You just don't have to deal with that person anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone's causing you grief, even if it's a work relationship, you can kind of avoid them still. But man, when you're a child, like you look up to adults as the people who know everything anyway. So when yeah. they say things like that, you're just like it fucking like it crushes you, you know? And you're like, you're just so like, and also because there is no escape. Like I don't have a car at that age. Like I don't have any way to get out. Like I can't, I'm not going to call my mom to bail me because I don't want to cause a fight between her and my dad. So like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a, you just deal with it like you just take it you just kind of you're the little punching bag kind of thing we just surround yourself with your friends and just laugh about it on monday you know just try to like joke it off i guess but that's it you're just trying to i was just trying to survive get to school like like, people talk about like hating school i was like man i fucking love school you know what i mean like i I didn't want to be at home like i wanted to be at school like hang out with my friends yeah gotcha somewhere that you actually um like i mean i don't know if they liked you or not apparently not according to that fucking lady but that's that's so yeah just so much better such a better invite like that is crazy a lot of people still to this day are like i'm so glad like school sucked and it's like what like like, school was the fucking best i'm like you have one dollar one dollar fifty hot dogs are you fucking kidding that's delicious you just hung out with your friends all day lunch was with your friends recess with your friends after school sport was your friends i mean i just think I mean, obviously it sucked for some people because like people were mean, people bullied at school and stuff as well. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to dismiss that. But like for me personally, it was more of a refuge. Like school was great. Like I didn't do any homework. I constantly got in trouble in school, but like I still never got bothered by it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll take a two hour detention. If it means I'm not going home, like I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you've, uh, you've done so many weekly detentions. You've uh, accrued a Saturday and you're like, oh, <laughs> Oh no! Oh, that's all. Saturdays did. Saturdays oh. did suck though. Like, oh, like they're like, oh, grab one of these uh, rubbish. Uh, what is that? Like the rubbish claw things, and go do the back CTs, oval. Man, yeah, and yeah. It's like I used to just you used to like there would always be the same kids who got the same detentions as well. So like you'd have those after school pickups, and you would just head over. You just hang out for thirty minutes, and then just empty a bin in your bag. Yeah, just come yeah. back and be like, yeah. look how good I yeah. am at collecting rubbish. <laughs> look at this yeah ripping ripping it all like ripping it all up into other pieces and stuff and you're like yeah yeah yeah. whatever i'm killing it it's so good um so what uh so like you we have kind of touched on the fact that that your old man is is no longer with us but what uh what essentially without being like what happened what happened like what uh what went down there um so dad was living in brisbane so he moved from sydney to brisbane uh probably early 2010s i think uh, mm-hmm. for work and then i remember with the step with the stepmom still or no longer no nope, she didn't she they were together but she didn't move up to brisbane with him even when he was sick she was tell, tell any man worst woman you'll ever hear about yeah but, um, she's oh she's writing a she's writing a hell of yeah. a tale i'll say that oh it gets, it gets worse but uh she um so dad called me i remember i was just like walking into work I was outside the building and then dad called me and was like, um, he was pretty like blunt about it. And he was more worried about how I was going to like feel about it, I guess. Like he was like, I just need to tell you that I have cancer. And I was like, at first I was like, okay, like people have cancer. Like that doesn't, what, whatever, you know, like that's not the biggest thing, but it's like pancreatic, like stage Ooh. three, it's spread through my body, like all this kind of stuff. Like I'm going to have six months to live. And I was just like, like what the, like, you know, like, yeah. like world shattering yeah absolutely. and then like in, instant guilt you know because you're just like oh, i never see my dad like you know like you start getting you start feeling guilty but then uh it took he lasted like over two years actually so wow he did a good really job good. like he fought he fought for ages but then it all ended so quick you know like we had a we had a a lunch or a dinner with my sister for maybe her 30th year because i was 20 i would have about i was about to turn 25 yeah and uh we had lunch dinner dad i mean dad wasn't obviously didn't look healthy but like he was still moving around um and then after we got home the next day like uh they'd rushed him into hospital then he was dead in a week you know what i mean like wow. we were just hanging out with him having lunch and then palliative care two days later and then it's just like it's grim like we went up to brisbane and then we were at his house and like going to visit him every day and 
you just they just deteriorate so quickly when they're at yeah. that stage when the body just kind of gives up so yeah it was it was it was pretty heavy shit and it was uh it was obviously an awful time in my mm, yeah life. But, um, absolutely yeah yeah yeah. I feel, yeah i'm my my old man was a very similar sort of because he had uh esophagus throat cancer and then right. it spread to uh where it spread it spread to liver spine and brain and it was yeah. like diagnosed in november no that's wrong diagnosed in december dead in november like so yeah. 11 months 11 months yeah 11 months um but yeah man you're not wrong about that the last week or yeah last few days it's very confronting it's very confronting to see what happens to the human body as well like yeah you know like and it goes back to that it goes back to that thing you were saying about like similar to like with the stepmom thing where where she's being a bitch to you you look at that person for uh like they're you know they're this this be all end all they're this this god or everything you get from them is you know they're supposed to be giving and like as you see your dad deteriorate they lose that sort because you're like oh they're not they're not this superman that i thought they were kind of thing no it was it's yeah it's a it's a um yeah it's very confronting and like my dad was so strong about it you know like even before then the cancer had reached these bones and he had like a his femur like in his thigh it snapped but he didn't you know like he was just still walking like he, he just i don't think he ever even thought he was going to die you know what i mean like he was just so strong-willed yeah. about it. but there's nothing you can really do you know like no. at that stage and yeah obviously like palliative care i mean not only is palliative care awful because you're seeing your uh family in there but like it's, it's just other families with other yeah. people dying the day yeah. or two before your dad passes away so it's just like it's just a, it's a clock and you're just like, yeah, yeah. But you're also, you're also still super hopeful, which is weird. Like your brain is still like, you know, maybe you'll pull out of this. Who knows? Like. It's so, it's, it's to... so, uh, yeah. Sorry, man. It's so strange. Yeah, no, you... Like it is like, you're literally like, I remember being in the, in the ward and it's like, uh, I can't remember if it was a doctor or if it was like a cancer nurse person being like 48 hours tops. And you're like, yeah. okay. And then your brain's like, ah, longer, I reckon. He's yeah. going to do longer. Yeah. And then you kind of just go like, we could go, we could keep going. We could keep doing yeah. it. Like, um, weirdly, like my old man died on a Friday. And so he went, he went back into hospital the Sunday before and then obviously never left. And then he died on a Friday. But the Friday was when I was supposed to start a New South Wales tour. I had like, five shows like five solo shows locked in like up and down the coast and it was like i was supposed to be doing and like leading into that week i we cancelled them all but my brain was still like boy i might hold on i could do them (laughs) you're just like what you're a psycho like go and just go and sit in the hospital with your old man you nut job like yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if you're just trying to like convince yourself it's not real or anything but like i think there's still it's just, I think there's just a belief in humans that like you can just get better. You know what I mean? Like I just think, mm. like we always think, we always talk about like how invincible people think they are. You know, and, and it's like you also away. think that other people. Well, you also think other people are invincible, like including your parents. Like you mm. don't think about, it, especially at a young age. You know, like I feel like when grandparents in the like, 80s and their 90s, you're like, yeah, what? Like if your grandparents are gonna die, you're like they've had a good run. But when they're yeah. in their 50s, 60s, you're like, what the hell? like what's going on why yeah. why him all that kind of stuff yeah 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 do you have a like do you have that why him complex of like why not a shit person why not why not I mean, my stepmom step you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah a little bit i mean i don't know i read a book on like uh i think it's called um becoming mortal or something like that that was really good and i listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff talking around death to try and prepare me for like what I was going to see and like not to be afraid of the symptoms that were going to happen, you know, like yep. when they yep. start, like they start struggling to breathe and being like, that's just it's like the death, the, the death rattle, death rattle. Yeah. yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of helped, but I don't know. It was just like, um, it wasn't even, a, I, I think I just, I felt more guilty. Like I just felt like even when he was sick, 
I just assume, I just in my head I still thought he was going to get better and so then obviously when it gets to the final stretches you're like why didn't I why, why did I go overseas like why did I do all these things like I should have spent I should have moved to Brisbane you know I should have just always hung out with my dad when he was sick like yeah. he probably would have done the same thing for me so that's all that I was thinking about I just felt so I just felt so guilty that it was happening to him you know and like you feel like I don't know I don't know I just was like I hope he's proud of like it was just like I hope he's proud of me like I was such a weird it was such a weird feeling to be like yes even now i don't want to i don't want to let him down even though he's passing away i don't want him to think that like i'm a piece (laughs) of shit or something like i don't know it was such a it was so much guilt it was just guilt really and um anger i I guess a lot of yeah yeah see i kind of went a bit over the top with it because of previously feeling guilt so like i'll explain this a bit better but like when i was so when i was about 20 uh my dad had this tropical disease and they still don't know what it was, but basically he just had all this like fluid on his lungs and it was needed to be drained like every day. And then one day it was just all fine, but he was in the hospital for three months. And in three months I went and saw him twice and I, I see, I saw him twice in three months and it's not like I didn't live I lived in the same town and I only went and saw him twice. And that was me being selfish because I didn't want to see my dad like that. But then when it was super serious, I like, like when he got cancer, I quit my job and was, you know, going up and going to chemo and stuff with him all the time and um, moved out of the house I was living in and moved in with my girlfriend, like, so that like, cause she had a, a place where we didn't have to pay rent. So I moved in there so I didn't have to worry about paying rent. So I quit my job so I could focus on that. And it's like yeah. that sort of stuff. It's like the other, the the opposite of it. It's like, you know, eight years ago, it's like you couldn't even drag yourself to go three times. But this one, you're like, you can't drag yourself away. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I wish I had done that. I don't know. Maybe I just always thought he was going to be better. I don't know. I always just like... Yeah, it's all it's all selfish anyway. Like I was, it's it's weird. I don't know. How was to, he? Um, know. Yeah. Sorry, man. Was he? Was he the kind of? Uh, was he the kind of dad that was uh, more worried about how it would affect you and like your sister instead of how it would affect himself? Yeah, for sure. Like he. He also, like, to be fair, like, you know, if if there were offers to come up and see him, he was always like, no, 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 like, everything's fine kind of thing. He was that yeah. kind of guy. Um, I think that's also why I'm like, why, like, I should have never listened to that. Like, I should have just, Stunned. it's all hindsight's twenty twenty anyway. But, like, I, um, yeah, it was, it was very much, you know, and we would go up sometimes and spend some weekends to take care of him, like, when my stepmom didn't go up, which was also cooked. Like, she didn't even go up there and live with him, which is rattling to me, but she would go up on the weekends to like help take care of him. And then sometimes she's like, well, I can't do this weekend. Can you guys go up? And we're like, yeah, of course. Like we love to go up and help dad. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and they were nice. And like, it was good. Cause my sister had uh, like, I've got two sisters, but one Emma, she had her first kid, like while dad was alive. So that was good. Like there was oh, some great. nice things there like, that he got to meet Evie and stuff like that. And it's good. Like going back and seeing photos of being like, Oh, it's good that, you know, Evie got to meet like her granddad and all those kinds of things. But, um, wow, that's creepy. The uh, the song that was played at my dad's funeral was Evie by Stevie uh, Wright. The song yeah, Evie. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, that's that's some weird uh, coincidence there. Um, yeah. So she, I, don't, I yeah, I I am honestly baffled by the still married to someone and not moving to where they are when they are deathly ill. Well, I mean, Evie probably like saved a lot of our relationships with our father because i think my dad was we were all a bit distant because of this like battle with our stepmom you know i think our stepmom mm. had really pushed this agenda that we were terrible kids to my dad yeah. and my I, I mean honestly my dad was pretty weak-willed like he was very weak-willed around this woman and like unfortunately never really stood up for us which like i hold res- like a bit resentful for that kind of stuff you know because yeah, of course I, i'm i get annoyed that i didn't have a better relationship or a, not a better relationship but more like more of a seeing my dad relationship because of mm. the way my stepmom acted. But then Evie was born in April 
uh, before my father passed away. I think it was April before. Yeah. And then dad had must have been three weeks or just after I found out that um, my stepmom uh, had been cheating on him. And like he'd been uh, paying for her flights to go overseas because she needed to get away from the whole cancer situation. But she was she was off meeting some fucking guy that she had met in Sydney. And she was just having a relationship with this other guy in Sydney while he was just dying up in Brisbane. Like just fuck. awful. Holy yeah, fuck. Like real, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like she was like A grade, terrible woman. You know what I mean? Like, like, everyone's like, oh, that's a bad step. I'm like, no, trust me, man. Like, take yeah. the cake. You know? Like, and she um uh and then i think because my dad i mean this is from like the executor of his will like had like like a large estate and we were apparently getting left nothing really like a lot of it was going to go to the stepmom all that kind of stuff and then he found out that she was cheating and then uh saw evie and i think he was like i think he like from my sister told me that he kind of broke down and was very apologetic and i think he felt a lot of guilt about how everything had happened which is also just super sad because it's just like, was our lives all affected by this one woman, you know? And like, what a waste of everyone's time that was. And what a, what a, what a terrible influence that she's had on so many people, you know? Like, yeah. it's, such a, it's just such a shame. I think that's what I, I get so frustrated about. Yeah, absolutely. And that you, you know, obviously based on the, I'd say based on the, the, the breaking down of your dad is that it was in there the whole time, like that he, probably had that um feeling if that makes sense yeah, so, yeah of course. man the 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 cheating on top of everything that's already been said the cheating on top oh, of everything just, just terrible. and then like it was funny because like at the end of it it's crazy that my dad my dad never told her that he knew as well so like oh. he kept that all under wraps and then had like copies of the emails that he found and sent it to the executor of the will and all this kind of stuff like this last minute like hurrah kind of shit and like it was funny because like at the at the end i think my dad was really happy because me and my sisters were getting along with the stepkids a lot and everyone's like coming together because it's like we're all celebrating my father's life yep and that included yep. like stepmom and you know we were all being really really lovely and it was kind of nice so it's like like this is so weird that this is all happening now but maybe it's for the best and then um well, we found out like maybe a week so my dad had a wake and a funeral up in Brisbane and then uh, my stepmom organized another wake in Sydney like two weeks later. Yep. And then from the, from the week of the first uh, wake to like the next one, which was just before Christmas, um, uh, the executor had called us and was like, uh, just letting you guys know that uh, your stepmom has withdrawn uh, $80,000 out of like each one of your well, actually, just me and my Emma, my other sister's account, not my other, my other, my older sister Leah, did she didn't take any of her money, but she she systematically over six days had been taken out to like twenty thousand dollars or something like that a day from our accounts, like super legal. And the only way she got in there was using my dead dad's phone and like logging in through his details, like crazy, crazy stuff. And then we saw Holy her fuck. at this wake, we knew about it, but the guy was like, "Don't tell her, like, don't tell her, you know, because like, we're gonna try and keep it all under wraps until we get to like the." settling of the estate but it was just and then she told my sister that she loved her like at the wake and my sister just goes uh thank you and then my stepmom was like just turns to this guy and goes what the fuck am i meant to do with that it was just bizarre such a weird thing well yeah oh my god like so yeah 100, 160 total like between you and your sister hundred sixty thousand total or like 80, 80 grand total. or 80 across both yeah right still yeah. i mean still fucking yeah you know 100 100 bucks i'd be furious but yeah, um crazy man oh my god and yeah i mean kudos to you guys for not just flipping the fuck out like <laughs> yeah, after yeah. losing after losing your old man and it's like emotions are already high like we're not you know we're not just catching up for dad's birthday and we've found something out like yeah. we're catching up for a pretty serious reason that you find that out you've got to Jesus, kudos, kudos for not losing. Yeah, and we had, we had like we had one more thing after that. I think it was a Christmas that we said we'd go for dad or something like that. And then I just remember after that Christmas, we left the house and well, it was just like full sense of relief, just to be like, I'm never ever ever gonna see that fucking woman again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In no yeah. context, am I ever gonna talk to you in a nice way? Like, you can like if I ever see you, like I'll just tell you to like get away from me. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to yeah. deal with you at all. And that was a relief. Like that, I feel like that was 
unfortunately it happened because my father passing away but like that was so many that was 20 years you know of built up frustration of this person that had tortured me my whole life so i was just like i'm done with you like i don't want to ever see you around ever pretty yeah, yeah pretty good uh pretty good uh positive in a huge negative yeah, uh, it was very cathartic though you know what i mean it was like uh, such a weight off my shoulder it was good and did you guys ever solve did you guys ever solve part of me did you guys ever solve the money thing yeah well i was like why are we not going to the cops like super illegal it's fraudulent like you know yeah but yeah but lawyers suck because lawyers are just like let's get the like she returned the money and then we had to it took two years to settle my father's estate anyway which was also a drag but um lawyers are always like oh just we'll just get a returner like because it'll help in the future but like i don't know lawyers are i would have happily gone to court because i didn't really care about the money i was more like like moralistically i want this person to be punished Good. for yeah doing yeah lawyers are like i want my paycheck now like let's wrap this up <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 let's uh let's get that all rolling yeah okay um so going going back just a little bit to that phone call that you yeah. had with your old man where he uh like told you um where like where were you, were you oh no you said you were just outside work right just yeah, I, was outside in work? Sydney. I was literally right outside my building yeah 8 30 in the morning yeah do you go into work still or like what's yeah, that day in. like i went in and then i was like i just went like to my boss like because like just in shock and i was like i have to leave and then yeah. I quit my job a few days later anyway because I hated that job. So I was like, kind of nice. My friend had like a friend of ours had committed suicide like three weeks before. Like it just felt like there was a whole build up of all these awful things that had happened. And I was wow. just like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That is yeah. That that uh that phone call. Well, I mean, I didn't get a phone call. Like, I don't know what uh what episodes you've listened to before or if you've heard anything, but the I didn't get a phone call. I just got a message from my mum that said, uh, like I I was I'd just gone to see a movie with a friend, came out of the yeah. movie, turned my phone back on, and I got a message that said, uh, like, yes, it's cancer. We'll let you know what's going on. And I was like, fuck. And I've like been I've spoken to her about it so many times. And she's like, Well, what you taught you. You wanted me to. Te- you wanted me to start texting. You you taught me how to text. You wanted me to text, and I was like, "Yeah, for when you're fucking running late or something." Not like <laughs> the like, biggest news ever. Yeah, yeah. Dad, dad has the big C sad face. Some some shit. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so sad. Um, Luckily, emoji game yeah. wasn't too strong back then either. <laughs> nah, not at all. No, no game. No game. Dad has um, just like six face emoji. Just oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah gonna have to go to and it has like syringe hospital emoji <laughs> yeah yeah you're like oh Could take and then just a clock you know and then the fucking yeah. skull face not looking yeah. good yeah, yeah, yeah not was that like yeah not sure how long like clock <laughs> yeah death coffin <laughs> fuck that's so funny right um yeah so like literally i got the text message and now man i because I, I was at macquarie shopping center when that happened <laughs> And it's like, I go to uni at Macquarie. My wife goes to uni at Macquarie. We live not far away from there. So I go there a lot. And like, I can just be walking through and I'll be like, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> this is where that happened. Okay, good. Yeah. That's a that's an emotion I want today. Um, yeah. The ice rink's ruined for you now. Man, I mean, it was pretty ruined anyway. Um, <laughs> it's horrendous. But what's, um, so can you, do you have any places like that? Like, um like the the work or like i um another one is coles for me because i can't i can't go there because they play that song that i was talking about in their coles radio rotation yeah well anytime super tramp comes on because that was my dad's favorite band and like his um uh song that we like carried his casket out was give a little bit by super tramp oh yeah like if that song comes on like i'm just like a mess like it's so triggering yeah it's awful yeah because like, yeah. that was the one time like I, when i was carrying the casket was the one time that i fully like broke down and was like like extremely like i couldn't stop crying i was like it was like a full-on body experience like it was only after we put his casket in the the hearst what it was that what's called what's it, yeah, hearst. That it? Yeah. yeah 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 um put it in there and then yeah i just broke down so every time i hear that song i'm just like get mad about it like i i hate it but then i also like if i go see my dad's grave i'll play it as like a masochistic thing like i'm like 
I gotta like send some. I gotta give some respects to the old man. Like that was his favorite yeah. song. Were but you a like, super tramp? Were you a super tramp fan anyway, or like, or like? Oh really? My dad you... was a massive. My dad was a huge muso, so like he loves like all kinds of music. But I mean, like we were bond. We bond more over like, like I guess if I think of like randomly like a, a Green Day and like that Black Parade album. My dad was yeah. really into it for some reason, and I was like, yeah, right. Green, so I was really into it, like things like that and he even bought me an album once by this black rapper named uh, eden as well because he just found a rap he just found a musician yeah. with the same name as him. so that's cool this CD. cool what do you yeah, reckon i mean called beauty in the beat terrible terrible album but uh it's like a justin bieber song or something <laughs> beauty in the beat uh, yeah, true but um I mean, afl yeah. triggers me a bit as well because that was his thing as well yeah right right do yeah, you of- yeah you gotta be lucky you gotta be thankful that you know that the the triggering song or thing isn't like it you're lucky it wasn't that green day black parade album because if you wanted yeah. to listen to it now you'd be like just i don't know crying through was it teenagers or whatever just like ah that's right yeah, yeah 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 and then i think there's also just certain i think certain roads in sydney like the way that i used to go to my dad's house from like where he lived like there's yeah, certain right. roads i'll just try and avoid because i just it only reminds me of ever going to his house every second weekend kind of thing Yep. when he lived in yep. Sydney but um, yeah otherwise like yeah it's mainly that song that one song will like crush me like I could have I could win the lottery and then if I hear that song I'd be like I'm in a bad mood <laughs> it's like yeah just use the money to dry the tears <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah this is that does help actually this, yeah. hel- this is helping quite a fair bit but still <laughs> yeah. not enough yeah, um, I might just buy the rights to that song if I win <laughs> just no one can play that <laughs> it's illegal it's a, you're doing like a um is it the beatles own michael jackson or michael jackson owns <laughs> yeah. the beatles whatever it is yeah, one yeah. of them yeah. um <laughs> shit so uh yeah i like the idea of you uh does she still live in that house that like you kind of grew up my in? dad my dad bought her in a different one because like that that house was way too expensive so i think he sold it to try and help with his um medications and stuff yeah right yeah okay yeah. i was gonna say if she still lived in the same house you could drive those roads and just just drive past like with a therapeutic like finger out the window like yeah, fuck yeah. you it's, you can't stop you think me about anymore it, like i do think about stuff like that but i'm like what's the fuck what's the point you know what i mean like see i'd go back to like being a teenager immediately and be like i'm gonna go egg her fucking house uh <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um yeah. with with some of the things that i asked you like i asked you for those moments and yeah. one of them was that it says a mum accuses you of stealing. That wasn't stepmom, right? Was that real mum? No, uh, no, that was, this was a recent one. My mum's like, because my mum's also a bit crazy. So like I had a pretty tumultuous relationship with her growing up. But the older she's gotten, like she's, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I feel like she's getting dementia. Like her memory is cooked kind of thing. But like I went yeah. over there with my girlfriend for Christmas and like, and like it's hard spending time with my mother because she can, she's very bipolar, like, she can be having a great time and then she'll flip the switch over nothing just and just yeah. get very angry but we were over and like she it was she was having a good time and like we cooked a lunch bought all this food we bought presents we opened all these presents all this stuff and like my sister leo lives over in new zealand bought her an ipad like well like not an ipad but a tablet a very cheap tablet yeah um but my mom thought it was an ipad you know like she was so like oh my god look at this tablet yeah. so amazing and i don't know why my sister ever buys a technological technological stuff because like my mom cannot use anything like my mom can barely use a yeah. computer you know what i mean like so a tablet is not working for her and then it's Whatever. on you like, then it's on you to teach her as well because i'm like, the only one who lives in sydney so, yeah, she's in new, she's in new zealand like that's some sort yeah, of yeah. sick game where she's in new zealand yeah, yeah. like oh <laughs> deal with this either what no what a digital weather machine i was like why just why you know like we don't need that but i um she so she opened the present. I even took it. This it's turned into a like true crime story because I took a photo of it um, with her with the tablet and everything. You know, everything's good to go. And then we like I went with my girlfriend to Wagga to see her family on like the twenty seventh of blocks. Yeah, the twenty seventh, and we were there to New Year's Eve. And then while we were over there, my mum was messaging me like, "Have you seen the tablet? Have you seen the tablet? All this kind of stuff." And I was like, "I haven't. I'm in Wagga. I'll tell you what, I'm coming back to New Year's. I'm going out. I'll come over on the second, and I'll come look for it with you." So I go over to her house and then I'm looking for it. I can't find it anywhere either. I was like, like, what the hell? Like, where would you put it? She's like, I don't know. I've got all the presents. Like, I put them on the table. I put them all on the table when you left. And now it's gone. I don't know where it's gone. I'm like, right. I'm like, is there a secret space? Do you hide precious things? Because, you know, it's a tablet. Maybe you thought it's worth a lot of money. You want to hide it. 
because yeah. we had the neighbors come over that lunch, you know? And she's like, well, the only place I hide something that's special is like in my cupboard in my room. And then we go in, I open the cupboard. It, it's right there. You know what I mean? Like it's right there. She's like, well, here it is. Great. Great story. And then I was like, cool. I'll take it away for you, set it up for you. And I'll bring it back to you in a week. No problem. And then come Australia day, like two or three weeks later, my mom is being like super weird to me and uh, my girlfriend Darcy, like super, super weird. And like beyond any like normal, like really off, like, and was losing her mind over like the littlest things, you know, going so angry. And I was like, yeah. Like mom. And Darcy was like, like, was like, fuck your mum, Like, you know, like I'm not dealing with someone <laughs> talking to her, that kind of thing. And then my sister called me after the, the weekend and she's like, Hey, random question. But did, um, you didn't take mum's tablet, did you? And I was like, yeah, I did. I took it for a week to set it up. And she's like, no, no, no. Like after Christmas. And I was like, uh, no, like I came over and I helped find it. She's like, right, 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 right. Yeah, because mom's pretty convinced that you stole it and then you snuck it down your pants and then planted it in her cupboard to uh, to make her feel like she was going crazy. And I was like, are you are you are you kidding? She's like, no. She she when you guys came over that weekend, she gave the tablet to the neighbor so you wouldn't steal it again. I was like you are kidding me you know what i mean i was like i was over like i helped you i just spent the whole weekend like helping oh my you. gosh and she was just convinced that i was just this little thief like i was just this little thief and never asked me if i'd taken it you know what i mean and my mom always gossiped behind my back and talks about all these things that i'd potentially done and i was like i didn't do that like why would i do that i don't need a tablet you know like i don't need an 80 no. office with a tablet anyway but like it was just bizarre and had had conjured up this story that i had i was like you didn't notice a huge iPad in my fucking pants, like when I walked in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. do you just hide an iPad like down your pants? And I remember when I found it, of course, she's like, "This one seems bigger than the one I got that was bought for me." And that's why I bring it back to the photo that I had taken. I was like, "This is literally, this is it. Like, here's your photo evidence. Like, I've got it. Like, I'm innocent. You know? Yeah. The glove yeah. doesn't fit. You know? Like, yeah. Was- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> man, so." The, the whole point of hiding it in her special place was the fact that the neighbors were coming over for lunch, but yeah. then to hide it from you, her thieving gave son, it she neighbor. gave it to the neighbors. Yeah. Crazy. Makes no sense. And like my girlfriend was so mad about it as well. Cause she was like, your mom, like, how dare she think we stole it? And I was like, ah, and that's like, it's your mom. So you're like, oh, she's just kind of kooky, but it's also it's like, just- totally messed up, man. Like she shouldn't, like it was, and I've never got an apology. My mom's never even told me that she thought I stole it. You know what I mean? Like I've only heard this from my sisters. Like it's just, just yeah, the secondhand, the secondhand like checking that you aren't a criminal is yeah, really like just the like don't kind of like don't you know maybe don't let mum know that you know, but like did you do this, man? That is my my sister's been like, don't worry, we we told her that you didn't do it. I'm like, like oh no, they said you. We told her you wouldn't have done that. I'm like, no, but I mean, I, I definitely didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a talking down. Like, this isn't a, maybe something else happened. Maybe he just, he yeah. didn't mean to take it. I was like, I definitely didn't take it. Like, mom forgot that she put it in a, her hiding spot. Like, I was, I, I felt so annoyed, but then I was just, I've just, I've, I have to let it go now because I don't know. It's just not worth it. She's like, it's like 67. She's not going to change her ways now. So, no, you should give her a tablet for Christmas. Like, just as like a, like, oh, I know you had trouble with the last one and just see what she yeah, says. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely take it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I thought it was like some sort of upgrade. Like I'll bring you this new one. I'll take the old one. Like I quite liked the old one. I had it for a few weeks there. Um, well, you know what? On that, on that Australia Day, what recent, like a, a, a fun addition to that. This was like last week. We'd ordered Uber Eats off that, um, that weekend or something. Uh, and my mom was like, I'll pay, I'll pay. I'm like, you don't have an Uber. She'll just use my card, use my card. And um, my sister had ordered Uber Eats, but had never deleted the mom's credit card details. For, so for two months, every Uber and Uber Eats order for my sister in Canberra had just been, been charged my mom's credit card. So then yeah. I got a call from like, have you been using my credit card to order Uber? And I was like, no. Like, what are you no, doing? Like, you should no. definitely call the bank. Like, call the yeah. bank if someone's using your account. Yeah. It just turned out to be my sister. You know what I mean? But yeah. I was like, thank God. It doesn't call. Me, it... <laughs> doesn't call the sisters either. Just calls you and goes like, "Well, look, he has priors. Remember the tablet? Like, I better <laughs> yeah. check. That's what I felt check like. With you. 
And I was like, man, if, 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 even if it had been a mistake and I had done it, there's no way I was going to get away with that. You know, like no, I was already no. like prior convictions. I was gone. I was locked That's up, it. you know, I'm and, out there's of the no, and there's no way, there's no way she's believing it's the sisters. Cause it's like the sisters were on my side when we did the tablet investigation. Yeah. yeah. So they're not going to be stealing my money for Uber Eats. Yeah, but it was, but, it was my, it was my sister. So oh, there we go. That's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's a scoop right there. That's a scoop. Yeah. It was, it was Eden's sister. Man, yeah. I, my mum is very like, uh, I'll get, like I go up and help her every now and then. Like she lives on the central coast. I'll go up and help her. And now uh, like, she'll be like, oh, can you go shopping for me? And I'll go shopping for her. And, you know, maybe while I'm there, I'll, chuck in a bottle of pepsi max or something for myself while i'm there yeah. and then like two months later i'll get a message being like hey my shopping should have been 75 40 but it was 76 50 or something like that yeah. i'll be like yeah she's like so like can you explain that and you're like uh yeah i bought a drink and she's like please don't do that um i'm not a i'm not a wishing well or something like whatever i don't know yeah, yeah. So this is the well is drying up my mom had a piece of paper of like, I lent you $20 when you were 14. I was like, mom, I'm not paying that back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nah, I'm sorry. Yeah. What was my, um, uh, I went up and I went up and mowed her lawn and yeah. she was like, oh, I'll shout you lunch for mowing the lawn. And I was like, yeah, you know, sure. Like, that's fine. Um, get two lunch specials from the Chinese restaurant down the road, $9.80 each, which yeah. is, you know, whatever. Um, she gives me a, she gives me a $20 note I go down the road I get the Chinese I come home uh, I go about my life I mow the lawn whatever I go home and then like a week later I get a message being like hey do you have that 20 cents yeah it must be nine sorry 990 for each meal yeah have you got yeah. that 20 cents and I was like what do you mean she's like well I gave you <laughs> I gave you $20 note and that was $20. lunch was 1980 and I was like oh it'll be around here somewhere probably um <laughs> yeah. i'll, I'll, I'll pay that I'll give to you right you, now i'll give you a dollar coin next time i see you if you never bring this up again um like yeah, yeah. so this is just this is um just two white guys talking about how mean their mummies are for not giving them money but um oh, I, I just i think they're so fru- they were so frugal growing up you know even when like they come into money they're so frugal and they count every so cent fr- and now i'm like I'm just like, I tap my card. I don't even know what, like, if you go to a pub, you're like, can I have a beer? I don't even see what the price is. No, no. I have no idea what I'm spending. Terrible. Yeah. I went to the, I went to the chemist tonight and bought a bunch of stuff. And the guy said, that'll be so-and-so. And I went, okay. And I didn't actually hear what he said. I tried to look at the FPOS machine, but I couldn't see it. And I went, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And I just tapped my card. It was like, I assume that I'm not being ripped off. Like, yeah. Let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way, mate, thank you, first of all, well, before we get into those questions at the end, thank you very much for opening up and having a chat about your old man and stepmom. It's, uh, it, I hope it was cathartic. It can be quite a uh, overwhelming experience, but that seems to be what people are getting out of these episodes is that they can just talk about stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. I was hoping it'd be a bit more funny, but it didn't end up going that funny, you know? Man, I think, there's, I think there's funny. I think there's funny in there. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think if people know us, there'd be funny in there. If not, if this is people just listening who have no idea who we are, this is just two sad guys. Just two sad do you find? Guys. Do you find now that, like, if you meet other guys who have dead parents, that you joke, like, you do dead parent jokes to them specifically and laugh about it? And then yeah. if you have someone on the sidelines who doesn't have a dead parent thinks that you're talking about the most awful stuff in the world so offended like uh i think it was the episode where i had uh dan soda like the american comedian i talked to dan soda and he was talking about how like we talk about all this sort of stuff we joke and then people go like what like yeah. you can't you can't do that and it's like yeah i can it's my yeah. it's my pain wearing this club together um yeah. and we can I also remind them like it's definitely going to happen to you as well so like laugh about it now yeah <laughs> like it'll yeah it'll ease the pain get used to it i, get... once, I once i was once at a, a bar and like for a work function and i was talking to a, a colleague and a friend of mine and we were talking about she had lost a, a sibling and i was talking about my dad and we're laughing about it and like messed up jokes but whatever we're friends we're having a conversation and this girl walks over and she's like what are you guys laughing about and i was like oh just talking about my 
my dead dad and she's like is that you think it's you think it's funny that uh like a dad dying i was like uh no i mean i'm just talking about my personal issues because my father just died so do you think that's funny and i was like uh no like i'm sorry like that's obviously awful like i hope you're okay kind of thing like immediately was trying to be like yeah obviously like it's your your experience like i'm not taking it just talking about again just talking to my friend like one-on-one like you weren't here but sure like i'm I'm now apologizing to somebody about a conversation that i've had with somebody else yeah and then she wouldn't she wouldn't let it go and she was just like hassling us i was like okay cool like i've lost sympathy for you like like you can just kind of like leave me alone found out a week later her dad wasn't even dead like she was just like and i was like you're the worst kind of person like why would you what are you you trying to like you've made me feel bad about your dad not dying even though i was like it was such a weird bizarre thing for someone to try and that is just know. yeah what that's why are you one-upping me on this when you haven't even yeah. had this experience yeah you've already you've already one-upped me by having an alive dad mine's dead yeah yeah, yeah. Fucking, why do you why do you need to one-up the story as well you yeah, psychopath so yeah. yeah dude like that is that is such a constant battle of like and especially like i do a few jokes like nothing too serious on stage and yeah you man you feel that like tighten you feel the the audience like tighten up and you're like this is how i want to deal with it and it's a real yeah i find that they're the most hidden miss jokes i have are like talking about my family like either either people laugh because they realize that i'm just making a joke about something that's dark or they're like way too personal like you shouldn't joke about that yeah yeah i mean whatever morbidly (laughs) toilet (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah guys i did a i did a big shit at work let's do talk yeah. about that instead like come on more of that yeah, that's <laughs> yeah let's see i shit at work um i um i morbidly find myself and this is so bad but i'll be listening to like podcasts you know you know aussie comics american comics you know sports podcasts and someone will be like yeah so you know i grew up like my dad he was pretty good blah blah and my brain goes was pretty good and i go what i'm gonna keep listening to this and then later on they someone will say like oh so you know your old man he goes yeah they're no longer with us they died in 2011 and i'll be like yes like connection that's someone that's someone i can connect with that is another person that will have the same feelings as me awful awful i don't i don't even know if i should say this do you know you know the you know south the comedian madison yeah 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 yeah. so his father passed away as well i don't even know if you'll care if i tell this story but whatever i remember we were talking about it and he was telling me how his dad died and he um his dad had a heart attack like while swimming in the ocean yeah and i was like oh sorry to break it to you man but your dad drowned (laughs) you know what i mean like He didn't have no heart. I mean, he made, the heart attack yeah. didn't help, but like he drowned. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Like, I'm sorry to yeah. break it to you. You know, like most people yeah. don't just wash up onto the beach after a heart attack kind of thing. And like, yeah. we're both losing our minds over like laughing our heads off kind of thing. And like, it's like, I, I find that like that's probably the best thing about comedians is like you can talk about things like that and like laugh about the most, yeah, all the worst stuff. Like uh, another random, sorry, I know you're probably trying to wrap it up, but another no, random, no, uh, no. morbid story was, um, my grandfather killed himself like on the uh, two-year anniversary of my father passing away. Shit. And like, yeah, real heavy. And like, I yeah. went to a gig that night, I think, or two nights later. And I was talking to, um, uh, fuck, who was I talking to? Chris? Chris Newen? Yeah, Chris Newen. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, shit, man, like that's heavy. Like, how old is your granddad? I was like, oh, he's 97. He's like, fuck, man so much to live for <laughs> just, <laughs> just straight it's away dead. you know what i mean like two days later it was crazy. and then and that the same day ray cashman messaged me when my grandfather died because we worked with each other and he said how about how about um males in your family in november like just straight away just was like such an awful message but i was like i kind of needed it you know what i mean I was the like, timing thanks, thanks, the timing thanks for, not, thanks for not being weird though like thanks for not like it wouldn't have worked if you were just like super nice to me so i know yeah. it's kind of a weird fucked up way to like people don't outside of those circles don't understand it but it's like it's such a i feel like it more people joked about the things that hurt them or just laughed yeah. about it it's, it's so much better it's so much more 
like I said before, cathartic. It's like I've read yeah. that word today, but no, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Is looked it up, looked it up and learned it. And you're like, I'm going to drop this a few times. I remember uh, like kind of my first experience with like using humor with loss, right? Was uh, when I was probably 15, 16, um, my, one of my mates, uh, Nans passed away. And then like next day at school, we're all playing football and my mate runs through, he throws the ball. And my mate whose nan died was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like forward pass, forward pass. And then my other mate just goes, nah, bro, it's flat, flat as your nan's heart rate. <laughs> and everyone, including my mate, like who lost his nan, just lost it. Like absolutely was just, absolutely losing it and it's like yeah that's man there we go humor yeah. for with loss like deal with it however you want that, i don't even know if that's just like I'm, i i don't know i always think it's that a male thing like males only deal with emotional stress we're trying to make a joke out of it because like mm. sometimes it's tougher to talk about things but i'm like i don't want to cry about it like i've got my times to cry and i do like have those periods of time but like i'd rather have a laugh because i know you're not yeah you don't mean what you're saying. It's just funny to make a joke. If I can make a joke about Prince Alfred dying at 99, like I can make a joke about anyone's That's it. dying. You know? it's, yeah. it's, it is literally like, we can't be serious. There's there's the little thing in us that is like, you know, I'll, if I have any kind of, a, like my mate got married a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh bro, you know, really happy for you. That's really awesome, man. And then like you go to walk away and you're like, yeah, dickhead. <laughs> like you just can't be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can't just I be can't, like, I can't, can't just do it. I can't be, I, I can't be yeah. sincere. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy for you. And you're like, uh, fuck with, <laughs> like, and just walk away. Um, man, Sack uh, as you leave. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, you won't use that tonight, will you? <laughs> anyway, um, the, the questions I like to ask at the end of the podcast, uh, yes. a couple of, couple of questions. Um, First one, uh, knowing knowing me, we've had our had our chat tonight. We've geeked together a bunch. Uh, who out of uh, out of famous TV dads or famous movie dads, who do you think would be a good replacement dad for for me? Um, I was thinking about it today a lot, and I I'm sorry I haven't listened to all your uh, podcasts, so I hope it hasn't been said before. That's fine. But I was I was I was uh, I was looking along the lines of Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, like, as in, like, I don't know proper, your father, but I feel like if yeah. we had a dad to replace you, you know, like he's sneaking in, he's, he's, you know, he wants to look after you, but like, doesn't want to reveal that he's your dad yet. You know what I mean? Like, yep. he's kind of just checking on you. Um, the whole cross-dressing thing might not fly right now in today's climate, but that's so the, true. Yeah, but yeah, the thought, the, the feeling behind the movie is so sweet. You know, like it really is. Your dad yeah. doing anything to look on, look, look after you to make sure, especially if like. I don't know. I mean, I with the step parents. That was such a divorce movie, but they, there's your dad yeah. taking care of it regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was that's it. That's who I that's who I envisioned. And also I feel like you'd love your dad if he was your replacement dad doing silly voices all the time. Like That's so true. That's true. And then if if mum starts dating Pierce Brosnan, fuck, I'm yeah. gonna be furious. Um, not a bad replacement dad there as well. Like if we're Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what, yeah, if we could you know, if Mrs. Doubtfire isn't on the table, then Pierce Brosnan yeah, just could just, James Bond. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. swan in, just dive off the dive off the dam straight into my heart. No way, um, no way you want to know what Pierce Black. Like, I wouldn't want Pierce Brosnan sleeping with my mother though, just because of every other woman. You know what I mean? No, no. Having seen like especially some of those like sex scenes in like Goldeneye, where it's like yeah. he's having like very rough sex in like a steam room, you're like, oh, yeah. I don't want I don't oh, want to mom. know if that's I don't want to know if that's what you've done with mum. Uh yeah. At all. Um yeah. second question, second question. Um uh if you, Eden, were my dad, uh yes. what advice if you were my replacement dad, sorry, what uh advice would you give me to lead a happy and full life? Um just the advice that anyone's ever given me is uh compare yourself to who you were yesterday. That would be my advice. So I feel like simple, the, but the stepping stone to becoming a better person. I don't abide by it. I don't think I've ever improved, but <laughs> I think I think it's always good to reflect on who you are and who you, where you've come from. So 
That's yeah. always my advice to people. I hope they use it. I, again, personally don't use it very well for myself. I feel like I've declined, but uh, it's good to know that if I ever... I'm more but like still comparing. Myself, yeah. still later. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still comparing to, to yesterday, being like, man, I was such a piece of shit yesterday. I better keep it going. <laughs> keep it yeah. going today. If you keep the bar low, then it's like you're not falling that far. It's all right. That's true. You're kind of always winning. You're kind of always winning if the bar is yeah. so low. Uh, man... Eden, thank you very much for, for coming on and having a chat with me, man. Uh, I really appreciate that. And yeah, hopefully it wasn't hopefully it wasn't too dark or too emotional for you. But yeah, we could get get deep. You're the first person I've ever talked to about it. So you know. really, really, yeah. oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got many therapists. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. thanks for thanks for having me. Sorry about uh, the stitch up and the the problems with logging on and all that but uh i'm glad we got it all done totally fine man totally fine um and man i never know how to wrap these things up but thank you very much if people want to follow you at eden Lattimore comedy or at eden Lattimore. yeah at eden Lattimore comedy i don't post much on there but maybe just look up try and find me at a gig every now and then try and find him it's very funny i'll be doing a print show later in the year so hopefully if you listen to this in august i'll have a show ready for you to book there will be there will be a ticket link in august and and i will plugging plugging in april (laughs) dude it's it's been 2020 into 2021 has been rough people are plugging some fringe shows months out where there's no there's no poster there's no there's no show there's no no no, content not written yet but it's going to be real good yeah 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 Fuck, he's done the application. I'll tell you that much. Um, (laughs) Aiden Lattimore, thanks very much, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks again, dude. Thanks so much.